Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Optional features the owner's manual for important operating instructions. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. Better than making radio my best friend. You're so disgusting. <laughs> no, no. Um, best, okay. best friend in the world. Well, it's nice to have you. Always accepting, never judging. <laughs> um, are we good to go? We All right. Welcome to the last podcast on the left, everyone. I am Ben Kissel, Marcus Parks. Uh, I would introduce our uh, Mr. Zabrowski here, but his mouth is full of food. Fueling up. Fueling up. <laughs> and what an episode to fuel up on. Uh, I suppose it's apropos. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about the Puerto Rican uh, uh, chupacabra. <laughs> it's not, I thought it was going to be cute like a chihuahua. No. But it's, it's mean well, like a chihuahua. Let me ask this question, Marcus. Do okay. you feel more so than any topic ever before that we're covering your true heart, Ooh, <laughs> who yes. you are as a person? Because... You know, when you say the Texas Chupacabra, mm-hmm. like normally it's like, you know, you look at the evidence and you're like, it's a dog. Yeah. Or just a, a boy that escaped. It's a dog. Or it, possibly a mutated coyote. I mean, I've looked into a lot of or things. Or fox. Yeah. <laughs> That's your Texas Chupacabra. Just a dog. It's just some guy showing up being like, the most incredible thing is the sheeps would empty of the blood. Which is, I'll say, I don't think that's true. They no. look at a bunch of, they look at a bunch of goats and sheep and they think they're literally empty of blood like it was Marvin the Martian <laughs> who'd showed up and attacked them like it's a Looney Tunes cartoon. Well, we got some UFOs to get to in this episode as well. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, the, the Texas Chupacabra and the Puerto Rican Chupacabra are definitely two different breeds. The Puerto Rican mm. Chupacabra is much more rare. The Texas Chupacabra, I called my brother about it a couple days ago. He said about every 18 months, some dumbass redneck shows up on the news saying, oh yeah, I killed a chupacabra. You know I did. Well, why is the most enlightened person in Texas called a dumbass? <laughs> of course he saw a chupacabra. Well, he, I was watching Monster Quest yesterday and I was like going through, but they're talking about the Texas chupacabra and guys like, nah, I knew when I saw two of my goats completely deflated that the tubic cowbray was somewhere out in the dead of the forest so I took a gun I hung it from a rope in a tree and this is true and I knew that when I, as soon as I saw that animal I was going to pop it in the brain and so he kept a, a gun and a rope in a tree and he walked through the woods until he saw something kind of like a chupacabra he shot it in the head and he brought it so they had of course a cryptozoologist shows up and he's dressed in full black leather with the black 
black leather fucking dumbass cowboy hat, yeah. real thin one, like from Poison. Oh, yeah, Brett Michaels. Yes. Of course. And he shows up, and he's like looking at the bones, and he's like, what do you think about their genuine chubacabra? And he's like, this is a very unusual dog skeleton. <laughs> Second Amendment rights. I do well, think I might have looked like Tom Savini as well. Oh, probably. Yeah, we're uh, not going to be covering the Texas Chupacabra today. We're going to be covering the Texas Chupacabra in uh, our next spate of live shows, so don't Ooh. worry about that. Come on out and see us. But today we're going to be focusing specifically on the OG Chupacabra, the Puerto Rican Chupacabra. Ooh. All right, let's dive in. Now, a lot of the information we'll be giving you today was taken from the fantastic book Chupacabra Road Trip by Nick Redfern, who you probably saw on Monster Quest. He's always on those shows. Hmm. Does he have a, a very thin leather cowboy hat? He lives in Texas. I do know that. Yeah. Now, if you're interested in cryptids at all or the paranormal in general, this book has just the right amount of skepticism mixed in with a good amount of conviction. It is highly recommended. And this is how hmm. you know you found the right partner, is if you if you turn to that person and say, hey, for summer vacation, I have booked us on a Chubacabra road trip. <laughs> and they say, that sounds like fun. That's nice. It's almost like the same as driving around looking for trash on the side of the highway. <laughs> That's exciting, because mostly what you see is trash on the side of the highway. And you never get disappointed. Not at all. In no way is that going to end your relationship, your fragile, fragile relationship. Now, the Chupacabra is a sometimes small, sometimes large cryptid of the vampiric variety that is said to suck the blood of farm animals by puncturing their necks with long fangs. And this is where the Chupacabra gets its name from, as Chupacabra translates literally as... Goat sucker. You know, how many times, I, how many years I've spent out on this farm and of all the many varied creatures that exist out in God's wonderful universe, why can't there be a farmer sucker? <laughs> I know, it's ridiculous. With a little chupacabra teeth in there, puncturing wounds in your penis. <laughs> no, while creatures fitting the description of the chupacabra have popped up all over the world, its origins lie in the Caribbean island of Puerto Rico, a beautiful land of rainforests, enchantment, and friendly dogs. And I already picture it wearing those little boxing shorts, little green boxing shorts with little gloves. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. I love them. Now tell me, you just came back from Puerto Rico. Yeah, it's been Christmas in Puerto Rico. Did anybody accuse you of being a chupacabra? Not a one. He's a chupacabra. 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 All the men who uh, work here at the creek, all the cooks, they all call me Chupacabra. Cool. Wow. Yeah, so I guess they see something in me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Because they say the Chupacabra, what I also like is the idea of the calling card of the Chupacabra is the difference between the, whatever the animal it is and uh, other predators is that it leaves its prey. Mm -hmm. So it just, it, which is very interesting, mm. the idea is that most other predators take the prey and take it someplace else, but they leave it almost as if they want to be caught. Mm. Well, and they just, they only eat the, they only drink the blood. They don't eat the flesh. Right. Yeah, I mean, in most cases, they only drink the blood, the two little puncture wounds. Now, while many skeptics say that the chupacabra phenomenon could not possibly be real as the creature only started showing up in Puerto Rico in the mid-90s, hmm. but that isn't necessarily true. Hmm. No es necessario verdad. Good job, Henry. <laughs> now, while the term chupacabra only showed up around 1995, weird shit 
had been happening in Puerto Rico for decades before that, and specifically weird vampire shit in addition to UFOs, secret government tests, and a Bigfoot or two. Yeah! Ooh, Bigfoot, love them. Man, yeah. I would love to be on a Bigfoot hunt in Puerto Rico. Oh, and you could yeah. go and they got the plantains and nothing but sweet, delicious pork and yeah. the beaches and Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. And El Yunque Rainforest, which is where Bigfoot has been seen many a time. El Yunque Rainforest is the most beautiful place I've ever been to on... Uh, the entire earth. It, it's fantastic. And with any luck, there'll be a Gary Busey-like billionaire aboard who just finds himself a poor, impoverished person from New York City, covers him in a Bigfoot outfit, throws him into the woods, and you get to hunt him like you're like a real person. Like a real hunter. person. You're a hunter. hunter. <laughs> for big feet. Also, Bigfoot. This is the thing, though. Bigfoot out in the jungle, kind of steaming. They're kind of humid. Think it would shave itself. <laughs> Probably looks like a normal big fat ugly person. But before we get to all that, let's cover some of the original mid 90s sightings. Now, a woman named Madeline Tolentino reported that she witnessed a creature that was three feet tall, ran on two legs in a strange hopping motion that will become important later. Remember that! <laughs> Sounds like Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump. <laughs> Yeah, large black eyes, bony fingers, long arms and legs, and a feathery line running down its back. But another witness who saw that creature closer up said that those feathers were actually sharp spines. And that witness was also close enough to see that the creature's mouth was full of fang-like teeth, perfect for goat sucking. Well, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but did they get married? Did they get married? <laughs> did they get married? The thing is, is that I don't necessarily see fangs and think, oh, that's good for sucking. Normally, well, what I'd like to see is a long tube with a bunch of like- You're talking like, about a proboscis. Yes, like oh. spines at the very end of it. Now, that's good for sucking. Well, that is a good point, and maybe we can get that answered. How do they actually get the blood out of there? That's very true. I mean, there's a lot of different theories. How were they getting the blood out of there, Mark? Oh, you know what it was? Twirly straws. Uh, Every chupacabra comes with three twirly straws. Have fun with it. Make it fun. Make it fun. This wasn't even close to the only sighting in the mid-90s. Nick Redfern, author of Chupacabra Road Trip, interviewed a farmer named Jorge who lived in a small village and raised roosters for cockfights, an industry that legally pumps $100 million a year into the struggling Puerto Rican economy, employing $1.2 million people. Literally. And their baseball teams literally cost about $10 million a year. (laughs) Well, we were talking before the show, out of all animal fights, cockfights are probably the most reasonable. I mean, I dated a girl in high school whose dad was a cockfighter, and he treated those animals wonderfully. Absolutely. This is technically some sort of validation syndrome, because you chose to sleep within the cockfighting mafia. Well, (laughs) you know what I mean? So you chose to love on the wrong side of the tracks, the cockfighting cockfighting track. Roosters, again, yeah, I don't feel like they have that very much, very many emotions. No. Until I saw chicken people. Oh, you can come here and tell good. me that no, chickens don't point. have emotions no, they, and they should be allowed to fight each other? Well, I think it's the people that are broken inside that implant their emotions inside the chicken. Maybe and you are correct. sort of a reflection. <laughs> I do want to say, though, the girlfriend that Marcus had, her father told her she must break up with Marcus because she's dating a chupacabra <laughs> and he will kill the entire fighting flock. He's got those spaced apart teeth. Perfect for sucking. <laughs> leave him. Leave him. So one night, Jorge woke up to the frightened cries of his beloved roosters, but decided it wasn't worth going out to check on that night as chickens freaking out isn't exactly a rare occurrence. Yeah, why did he even wake up? <laughs> All That's chickens wild. and roosters do is scream. <laughs> <laughs> but when he woke up and took a look at the cages where the roosters were kept the next morning, he found that all of them were dead. 
Now, while one might think this was merely one of many of Puerto Rico's wild dogs having a good time, the only wounds the roosters had received were two neat puncture wounds on their necks. Mm. Furthermore, the roosters had been completely drained of blood, although it is possible in a lot of these chupacabra cases where they say they're drained of blood, they say there's no real blood around, so they assume that there's no blood left. As Redfern points out, lack of blood at the scene might just mean that the blood of the roosters had merely pooled into the lower parts of their bodies, as that does tend to happen once a heart stops pumping blood. See, I had that happen to me on Sunday because I had sat on the couch for approximately 12 hours, (laughs) and eventually the blood does pool all the way down. Well, I suffered from blood clots growing up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, though... They keep saying this. All oh, the blood is gone. Total la sangre is as vaccinatio. I'm not yeah. sure they had to say no, gone. No, that's not right. Yeah, but it's it's never all the way gone. In order to get all of the blood out of something, you need a proboscis. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> or you got you got to shake it. Well, we've never actually caught a Puerto Rican yeah. chupacabra. Dead or alive, unlike the Texas Chupacabra, who has been caught dead many a time. This right. woman, on Monster Quest, is a woman who's been like, I found the Chupacabra on my land, and I knew it was, because I had never seen a canine form such as this. She chopped off the head of the corpse of this dead dog and froze it, <laughs> put it in her freezer around her family, no. brings it out, and the, and the guy, the cryptozoologist, she brings out this frozen head of a dog. He's like, well, that's... There's a first time for everything. <laughs> Look at that. That's a dog. Yeah. Always nice to have a severed dog head in your freezer for months. Well, the only actual evidence that we had of the Puerto Rican chupacabra forensically uh, was a bunch of chicken feathers that were supposedly covered in chupacabra saliva. Ooh. But once they were finally sent for DNA testing, uh, unfortunately, the sample had degraded to a point where it was useless. And there is somewhere a farmer wiping his brow of sweat. <laughs> Because he is like, if they find out I'm licking my chickens, I will be I will be ham, embarrassed. Ham, ham, ham. You I like best. You are my favorite chicken. You will be so succulent. How big and supple your breast. I just want to go fight. Can I go fight? Oh, no, no, no. First, I would like to go fight. You're my sweet little loud salt lick, delicious little chicken. Oh, if the chupacabra would just come and save me from this hell. But the lack of blood wasn't the only strange thing about the crime scene. All the chickens had been locked away in separate cages when Jorge had gone to bed that night, but by the morning, each cage had been unlatched to get at the sweet rooster inside. Mm. This suggests a human culprit with opposable thumbs, but how could a human drain that many chickens with no light to guide him? As this was a small village, there were no street lamps or anything like that, and how could said human get away with no footprints? He was floating on a bunch of balloons. That's possible. Like in the movie Up. Ooh, I like that movie. And then there's the matter of the hair. Jorge found a tuft of coarse hair stuck in the wires of one cage that had been particularly roughed up. Jorge... Jorge gave the tuft to the cop who showed up to investigate the dead chickens. Cop said, I'm gonna go have it analyzed, but Jorge never saw the hair nor the cop ever again. Well, I mean, not a cop. That was a stripper (laughs) on the way to a bachelorette party. Yeah. But also, uh, it just seems like you've got a man named Jorge who lives out and he calls the cops over and he's just like, the the goat sucker has come to my house. And literally, they're just trying to shut him up. Mm -hmm. Right? So they look at the thing, they see a bunch of coarse hair on there. They should naturally assume that a Greek man 
man. <laughs> it's just gone rooster wild. Sure. Can you eat the chickens? After the chupacabra yeah. has killed them, no. I, I mean, I think you can. A chupacabra chicken sounds ex, uh, it sounds exceptional and, I, and rare, and, and probably a very high price for a plate of chupacabra chicken. I, could, I guess honestly, the jury is out on that for me personally, only because you eat brains. I know, but they're raised kidneys. for that. They literally just they have their legs of atrophied, and they be put in a tiny cage so they can do nothing but think, so their brains get big and juicy. <laughs> oh, is that what they do when that's they put chickens in cages so they can think? <laughs> they can think. They I get see. big and juicy. So then, but my head, people also collect roadkill and yes. eat roadkill. Well, you uh-huh. can't. It's legal in many states. Varmint stew. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. They call it varmint stew? Some people do. Probably I don't... could give it a new name. Probably could call it Lubbock stew. <laughs> well, I think it's the same thing. But uh, I don't have a problem with called that. a good-aspermont soup. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> this is more of a stew than a soup. It's just a name. <laughs> yeah, we'll call it... Tr- Truck tire stew. <laughs> Shout out to our listeners in Espermont. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> now, a few years later, a rancher with considerably more land and animals told Redfern that he awoke one morning to find a gaping hole in one of his fences and four of his prized peacocks dead on the ground. Ooh. See, Puerto Rico's a land of extremes. There are people yeah. that are extremely rich and people that are extremely poor. But they all drink Madaya. Oh, and who doesn't <laughs> love Madaya? It's uh, wonderful. It's like a Bud Light, but better. It's the official beer of Puerto Rico. Spanish beers are better like that. They're always, like, I love island beers. It's like uh, El Presidente. Mm-hmm. El Presidente mm-hmm. is technically the cheap-ass Budweiser, I think, of Colombia. Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I would not be for peacock fighting. I, I would be against that. How beautiful that would be. <laughs> well, it, it would be, be a bunch beautiful. of Lady Gagas fighting each oh, other until my. they're just nothing but mass pools of blood. Well, I think they're just too pretty to fight. Now, again, these peacocks have been drained of all the blood out of puncture wounds on the neck, but this time the birds also suffered from small triangular-shaped wounds that had penetrated their skulls. Like a can opener. Yeah. Now, the next night, the rancher, on the lookout for the beast, heard something forcing its way through the fence once again. He turned his flashlight towards the sound to see a four-foot-long creature crawling through, and the peacocks, now seeing the creature as well, started screaming at the top of their lungs, which sounds like this. That is the worst audience we've ever had. <laughs> they actually get that's a it's an interesting sound. Yeah. It's uh it works. It's definitely effective at getting attention. It sounds just like a siren. I was definitely uh, I was in an Airbnb once and I heard those noises out in the night and I thought it was Bigfoot cuz Bigfoot cries <laughs> are the <laughs> Yeah. And so I recorded a bunch on my phone, and I got really excited before I wanted to. Was our friend Keith, back in the day, was a scientist, and I was like, you got to listen to this. I think I got concrete proof of Bigfoot. He's like, those are peacocks. You're a fucking so you, moron. So you did do that. Yes. <laughs> I'm a, an investigator. You, are, you, you stayed in your house, though, in your underwear. Yes. And you just turned on your... I just held my phone up outside the window. <laughs> With any, I mean, you're lucky it wasn't a water park full of children. That would make it extreme. And then you try, try, try to tell the cop, you're like, I thought it was Bigfoot. I thought it was Bigfoot. Now you can stream the live TV you love for just 40 bucks a month with Sling TV. Get your favorite channels and shows for the best price. 
If you want live sports, Sling has all the football playoffs and pro and college basketball. Stay up to date with breaking news from around the world with MSNBC, CNN, and Fox News. Sling also has reality, TV, popular entertainment, kid shows, and more. Sling costs almost half as much as other live TV providers, so you can watch more and pay less. Sling is easy. Sign up in minutes, stream at home or on the go on up to three devices, and record up to 50 hours with included DVR space. Get flexible channel lineups that put you in control. Pause, change, or cancel your service at any time. You'll never get locked into a long-term contract. Check out Sling.com for special offers. Sling, the live TV you love for a price you'll love. Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace! With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website, all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. I'm, I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya Centaur picks are not going anywhere. And I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay? Because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year. And that's why I'm going to go full tilt. And not only are you going to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale entire series, clothes and non-clothes, what we also are going to offer, and I mean this, we're trying to get into draft rides. I brought this up the other day. We got to start riding other animals but horses. Take pictures of the horses. Photoshop the horses into other celebrities, but stop riding them. Save a horse. Ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. Now, the rancher said the animal that was coming through the fence walked on all fours, mm. but when it was hit with the light, it stood up on its hind legs, snarled at him, and unsheathed a row of spikes from out its back. It stared at the rancher with glowing red eyes before dropping to all fours and running away. Oh, my God. Is that Katie Holmes? <laughs> oh, there she goes, escaping Scientology. Good for her. <laughs> now, fairly recently in 2004, the chupacabra attacked a small petting zoo in Puerto Rico's Illusion Park, much to the dismay of the local children who were said to be very upset. It would have been pretty incredible if they loved it. Oh, absolutely. But you know, Look at the mayhem. Look at all the violence. That is breaking the contract of the petting zoo. If you are an animal in the petting zoo, it's like, you can pet me, but yeah. you do not get to bite my neck. <laughs> that is against the rules of the petting zoo. 
One morning, the owner of the park came to work to find almost a dozen goats slaughtered behind the enclosed fence. But this attack was much more intense than the others. While the marks on the goats were similar to that of other chupacabra attacks, three of the goats had been dismembered and one half of one of those goats' bodies had been devoured. Maybe he came back and was mad, right, because its previous attempts had been failed. Mm. Sort of like the double event in the Jack the Ripper murder <laughs> could, could be. Now, then he said that due to the brutality of this attack, it was most likely the work of more of Puerto Rico's wild dogs. The dogs. The jungle dogs. Not the nice beach dogs or the Cubans that hang out in front of the cute store. This is the thing. Jungle store. dogs. Is that a racial term? You I don't know. like that. Jungle <laughs> yeah. dogs. No, jungle dogs was taken from, uh, actually, that was a term uh, Carolina used, who uh, actually grew up part ways in Puerto Rico. There's jungle oh. dogs, there's beach dogs, there's fruit dogs. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, oh, question, Puerto Rico. I want to meet a bath dog and take <laughs> baths with it. Puerto Rico is lousy with dogs. But most Sounds of like them are, they're great for dogs. I know. I mean, well. No, I, no. He means it's lousy, full of dogs. It's lousy with dogs. It's not lousy for dogs. It's a great place for dogs. Yeah, the beach <laughs> dogs are wonderful because the beach dogs are all cute. They'll just walk up to you and be like, oh, 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 And you'll give them a little bit of food and then they'll just kind of play with you for a little bit and then they'll run away. And they all have sunscreen on their noses because they're out on the beach so long. Little surfboards tied to their little feet. But there are really just, so there are, the but the jungle dogs are worse because they're more wild. Yeah. yeah but yeah. you can still, like, control a dungle, jungle dog or any dog, right? Can't you just go, like, <laughs> like do the thing where you go, like, what the guy does from um, Dog Whisperer. Caesar Milan, he's been proven to be a fraud. No, I've seen him do shit to dogs. Yeah, it's all edited nonsense. <laughs> what? Yeah, he's a liar. Oh. Sadly, sadly. <laughs> no, I mean, these are wild dogs. Like, why? you get a pack of wild dogs. Like, uh, what is it? Daniel Johnson almost got killed by a pack of wild dogs. He's really? also, he was almost killed every time he stands, walked out of his house. Yeah, but boy, <laughs> he's, a, he's a very vulnerable human being. Yeah, he really, he sings about it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what choices do you have to make in life to get killed by a group of rabid dogs? <laughs> I don't understand how it happens. You have to think that Casper is real. Uh, he is. <laughs> but if it was wild dogs here in Puerto Rico, how do you explain the fact that the gate had not been forced open? Mm. And why were there no paw prints or hairs in the enclosure besides the hair of the slaughtered goats? Why indeed. indeed. Why indeed. Why indeed. Um, do either of you have answers for me? Well, part of it in my head is, uh, number one, it's a, it's a jungle island. It's a tropical island. Mm -hmm. um, there's got to be a variance of types of animals that are probably out hidden in the underbrush mm -hmm. that scientists have yet to find. Little animals that could be look like balloons, and other animals look like squids that yeah. have dog heads that could be the chubacabra. Or then you could have things that are like talking boots like out there. You don't know what's out <laughs> we, there. We don't know. I'm thinking maybe the Foot Clan uh, as a training exercise. <laughs> Shredder sends them out there to go kill a bunch of goats. But you also they're put like a, turtles. They are like turtles. And you yeah. also put a bunch of stuff in here re recently. It was like, or it could be something like Santeria. Mm -hmm. But that? that will come later. Oh. Now, as we said earlier, weird shit has been happening in Puerto Rico for decades, much of which has some bearing on the Chupacabra case. And a lot of it seems to start in 1957. According to locals who talked to Redfern and one lady I found on the internet who anonymously posted to a message board <laughs> who said she was in Puerto Rico in 1957. I believe her. Definitive proof. <laughs> Why would she post on a message board? Anonymously. 
She said, and Redfern said, that a UFO was sighted by around 30 people in 1957 in Puerto Rico. Redfern said he visited the site of the alleged crash, and there was indeed a large indentation in the mountain that could plausibly be UFO-sized. And in addition, no trees grew anywhere near the supposed landing site. Ooh, same thing as in Gulf Breeze. Mm-hmm. Cool. And it is said that when the government showed up, they found a UFO full of creatures that fit the chupacabra description. Now, could it be that this story is merely the locals having fun with Nick Redfern, a British man from Texas who is asking too many questions? Absolutely. It's a fun thing for them. What a great afternoon to go lie to this reporter all day, drinking Medea's, shooting at his feet. Absolutely. (laughs) Great time for the reporter, too. Oh, yeah. However, there was another sighting reported by... Mufon, the guys, the only the the credible people, the good guys, yeah. the people out there that are fighting for us, doing the Air Force's job since 1969. <laughs> That's the mutual UFO network for the uninitiated. That report <laughs> set was separate from what the locals told Redfern. This report told of an incident mm-hmm. that happened in 1984 on El Yunque Mountain, home to Puerto Rico's rainforest. Oh. Many separate witnesses reported that a glowing white disc crashed into the mountain, and one witness said he actually saw the disc after it crashed. Now, I found an article that quoted a high-ranking U.S. military officer speaking confidentially, as they do. Because they're literally not allowed to speak any other way. It could have been a drunk American. No, no. Ouch. Totally shirtless, but he just pinned all of these awards to his own skin. As long as you got the pins in the hat. That's all that matters. This military officer said that he was a part of a team that searched the site. Apparently... They got into some kind of shooting match with whatever it was that escaped from the wreckage. And while this guy didn't see anything concrete, he did say that they found green luminescent blood on some of the leaves. And this is 1984. This is three full years before Predator came out. So he's not just watching Predator. But I imagine he did say, if it bleeds, we can kill it. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. He said that. Uh, what if they literally just came there to Puerto Rico for the beautiful pork? <laughs> yeah. Or to, for the to, beautiful pork, the wonderful people who are so extremely friendly, I couldn't believe it. Beautiful well, beaches. Rainforests. Medaya. Dessert. Oh. Desert dogs. And then beach dogs. And ice cream store dogs. Yeah, and jungle dogs. Maybe the aliens like jungle dogs more than beach dogs because they have a different climate in, in, uh, in the alien land. And they can talk to the jungle dogs better. Now, it is suspected that the government covered the whole thing up and shuttled the alien corpses, which very well hmm. may have been of chupacabra shape and size, off to Roosevelt Road's naval station. Wait, so chupacabras are flying now? No, not. Well, well, possibly. How it, many species of man is there? Well, there's one. No, there's monkeys. <laughs> now, it could also be that these creatures did not all die and did, in fact, escape, surviving in El Yunque for almost a decade on what supplies they managed to salvage from the wreckage before eventually resorting to sucking the blood of local chickens and goats completely and totally nude. Well, you're just saying that if they need clothes. I'm speculating here that these creatures needed clothes and now they're totally fine with walking around naked. They would have made clothes. They might have made clothes. I would have made clothes. 
the Terminator just went into a bar and killed somebody and got his clothes. Yeah, but they could have done the, that. I mean, if the Chupacabra wanted clothes, if they are an alien species that crashed on Puerto Rico and have been uh, foraging in the uh, El Yunque forest ever since, if they wanted clothes, they could have gotten some clothes off a clothesline or something. But I'm saying. no Go witnesses to the Puerto no witnesses to the Puerto Rican Chupacabra described a Chupacabra in a T-shirt and jeans it or a bunch of like a muumuu. It would be incredible. Just like it's just a Chupacabra coming out in a farmer's overalls and his hat just yeah. being like just standing to me cabras my sweet little cabras um, but also again uh, uh, seriously you know a lot of times cryptids are connected with UFO activity right mm-hmm. and so it's the idea of this this is not uncommon we've seen this with Bigfoot very often the idea is that when you, where you see a cryptid a lot you see UFOs because there's something about either everybody's jumping in on the lion train or it's a really uh, there's a there's a weird energy happening there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But speaking of Roosevelt Roads, it must be said that over the years, quite a few servicemen reported seeing UFOs in and around Puerto Rico, and it may not be a coincidence that San Juan, Puerto Rico is the location of the southernmost tip of the Bermuda Triangle. No! Wow. <laughs> um, also, uh, Puerto Rico is one of the capitals of the phenomenon of the unidentified submerged objects. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, sea UFOs there. Absolutely. Ooh, those are the ones we want to meet. Yeah. And is it a coincidence that in 1997, when the Chupacabra craze was hitting a fever pitch in Puerto Rico, in fact, the Chupacabra thing was so huge, Carly was telling me about it, they had stuffed animals. They even had like a Chupacabra cartoon that was quite popular. It's it's a good time. mascot. It's Absolutely. a great mascot. Yeah. But is it, a co- is it a coincidence that in 1997, the state director of MUFON in Puerto Rico was arrested for running an illegal shooting gallery and owning a multitude of extremely illegal unregistered AK-47s? Fuck yeah. Oh, man. Was he just an idiot with too many guns? Or was he getting close to something? Or it certainly was not some form of drug dealer hedging his money and literally hiding his guns under the umbrella co- corporation of MUFON and abusing that. <laughs> Absolutely but not. these MUFON guys... In Puerto Rico, we're taking that shit seriously. I love yeah. it. If I met Stanton Friedman, if San Friedman is not carrying a gun on him at all <laughs> times, he doesn't really believe. You got it. It comes down to if you really think that the government's involved and the government's trying to like is going to literally shut you down for mm-hmm. your investigations of the UFOs, you better be fucking packing well, because our government we have swarm robots to kill everybody. Yeah, you need to go and talk to Congress about your Second Amendment rights to shoot aliens or anyone who you think might be an alien on site. You need to let them know that you should be strapped at all times. That guy's chewing gum funny. (laughs) Yes. You are going to end up, there's a great documentary on Netflix. Marcus watched it last night, The Curse of the Man Who Sees UFOs. It's fantastic. Um, And he was talking about submerged uh, UFOs as well. He was looking at, I I forget what... uh, Monterey, California. Yes, and he's like, they're all down there. And he was crazy, uh, but a wonderful person. But I don't know if I want him to be armed. I don't know if he was crazy. No, he wasn't. Well, he's crazy in his own unique fun way. We're yeah. always talking about this. It's the chicken and the egg scenario. Does seeing UFOs make you crazy or are you crazy because you're seeing UFOs? He has it's been seeing of- UFOs since he was a kid. He said his first encounter was a, a glowing ambulance showed up at his house and then a creature that looked like Bullwinkle came up and climbed up to his uh, window and told him not to be afraid. This is what I'm talking about. This shit happens all the time. It's like the same thing with Ed Walters seeing the dogs. 
mm-hmm. right? Where it's that it's weirdly psychedelic. Uh, it's a psychedelic experience. It's a trippy thing. And he said when he woke up, his brother was screaming and covering the window with shit covered diapers. That's See? right. Yeah. That's right. Like a like a prisoner in solitary. <laughs> um, but some of that footage, Henry, you have to see it because that footage is unbelievable. If you it's, haven't seen that doc, check it out. It's really fun. I mean, yes. at the very least, it's like secret government uh, cool stuff. Uh, Air Force stuff going on. Yeah, the curse yeah. of the man who saw UFOs. It's fucking great. I, really, I know is, really loved it. I'm getting a gun to protect me and my family from aliens. Well, I think that's your Second Amendment right. And you, <laughs> should, you should do that. <laughs> Big one. Just go shoot at the sky every night. <laughs> well, there was another UFO sighting in Puerto Rico that resulted in an actual encounter for one woman named Rosario. She told Nick Redfern that she was picking plantains at the foot of El Yunque when she suddenly heard a deep hum coming from above. Mm. She looked up to see a black triangular object about 30 feet in length hovering 100 feet above her. A pencil-thin beam of light shot out, expanded, and covered Rosario in a pink glow. Her mind was then hit with a deluge of images of nuclear destruction and environmental collapse before they came to a stop on the face of a gray who looked a hell of a lot like the alien on the cover of Communion, which Rosario said she was inexplicably drawn to read after the incident. I mean, just bad trip. Yeah, it could be, but also Philip K. Dick had the same exact experience. I mean, he ended up dying of a brain aneurysm two years later, so they don't know if it was connected, but he said he had the same thing. A beam of light from an an entity called Vallis shot him at the head and gave him the information, essentially, that time is not real. He saw himself in the Roman times, and then he spent the rest of his life, the next two years, breaking it down in one of the most insane diaries that's ever existed, which I have a copy of, and it's a lot. <laughs> well, I watched that movie Doctor Strange, and that was a lot. <laughs> it is entertaining, though, because you know what it is about Benedict Cumberbatch. He's he's kind of a jerk, but he's lovable. Yeah, that's his name, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> yeah, I hate him. I don't, I, I'm, uh, I'm done with him. I don't follow the actors' names. I like the characters they play. I don't like the actors. <laughs> now, the light. Then, after she got all of the images, and after the communion alien came up. The light suddenly retracted and the craft rose into the sky, moving deeper into the rainforest. Three days later, just a couple hundred feet from the plantain-picking spot where Rosario saw the UFO, two girls saw a spike-back chupacabra, which stood up on two feet and stared at them for a few moments before trotting away on all fours into the forest. Yes, goes me, señoritas. Did you see UFO yesterday? That was fucked up, huh? Yeah. <laughs> all right. I had to find some goats. I sucked the shit out of them. <laughs> I thought it was the blood. He's some dumb chupacabra who did it wrong. Like, hey, man, that was a really cool run. Uh, I just sucked its butt. Like, I got so much blood the out of there. The thing is, is that I'm like still like way hungry. It's like I didn't get any nutrients from did, it. What am I doing wrong? You say you sucked its butt? Oh, yeah, like gogurt. No. Gogurt, brown gogurt. They no. squeeze him like toothpaste. Too. Did you miss the meaning we suck its neck? Oh, fuck. Fuck. (laughs) How much shit do I have to be eating all the time? At least three, four times a week. I killed a whole farm worth of these fucking cabras yesterday. I am chock full of shit. I'm like some kind of diaper. (laughs) Well, you are a poopy chupacabra. Years later, one unlucky farmer who had a run-in with the chupacabra also got a visit from a couple of bona fide men in black. 
One night, the farmer had heard the sound of screaming pigs coming from his yard. The farmer ran outside with a machete and a flashlight so he could defend his flock, but when he got there, he found his yard scattered with dead rabbits, his prized pig lying in a pool of blood beside them. No, not Enrique Piglacius! <laughs> oh, that's... Enrique Piglacius was such a great pig. Oh, I love pigs. Such natural charm. Total natural charm. Smarter than dogs. Now, the farmer heard a growl from behind, turned through his machete into the darkness, and heard a sound like metal hitting metal. So, not exactly a survivor. <laughs> exactly what I would do. Whatever it was, growled and ran away. And the next morning, the farmer was visited by a man and a woman in black suits. The farmer took them out to the yard and explained what had happened. And after listening for a while, the people in black, hereafter known as Pibs. Thank you. Not men in black. 2017. I know. I already can see Hollywood writing up a movie. What if we call it Men in Black and then we put W-O in lipstick over in front of men and we say Women in Black. Greg, and then we have one black woman gonna, and one white woman. Greg, and I'm listening to your pitch. So I got to say idea. number one, you're fired, but guess what? You're rehired because I just wanted to hire oh. the man that came up with that idea. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Women in Black. Wow. Hey. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. The experts at Fast Growing Trees curate thousands of plants for all climates, locations, and needs. Available 24-7, you can talk to a plant expert about your soil type, landscape design, and how best to take care of your plants. I love fast growing trees because I just moved here to Los Angeles. I got a yard now and I'm doing all the landscaping myself. I love working in my garden. I love planting stuff. I love growing stuff. And the cool thing about fast growing trees that I really like is that they tell you exactly what type of growing zone you're in. I'm in growing zone 10 and they can tell you exactly what type of trees or plants or whatever you can put out in front of your house. Uh, I'm looking at the Norfolk Island pine tree. I'm looking at putting a little bit of red sister cordyline up in front of my fence. I think that'll the red will really pop nice. And maybe for the backyard, I got an extra planter that I might put a Satsuma plum tree in. And these prices are reasonable. They're reasonable if you've ever been to a nursery. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. It's sports. Prize picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor, oh, it's eaten up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Yeah! Toss that rock! Come on, guys! Yeah, pass it around. Get on the excitement. 
with Price Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious caps. Whether it's hula hoops or earring hoops, you're going to know everything you need to know about sports. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Price Picks with little as four correct picks. Conference tournaments are here, which means the biggest moments in college basketball are getting closer. Basketball. Price Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. I sure wish that Bobby Bonilla was still in the game because I would pick him to go all the way. Can you imagine Bobby Bonilla played basketball? Woo-wee, dog. Then it would be more like baseball, but Bobby Bonilla would still be crushing it in the contract game. Woo! The deadliest game of all. Download the app today and use code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. That's code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Now after the pibs talked to the farmer, they turned around and vanished into the forest with the farmer's machete in hand, and he never saw or heard from them or the creature ever again. There's so strippers they, on their way to a bachelorette party. <laughs> they, they stole his machete. It's they literally the same. His, and they did, it's not like they got back into a car and drove off. No. They, just dis- they just walked into the forest. <laughs> All right, well. See ya. <laughs> it's got to be that. Honestly, that's incredibly strange. Two yeah. people in suits just show up. You're like, huh, nice machete. Well, we better take this to the lab or what was that? It's got to get on out of here. So, oh, man, there's so many leaves. And bushes. <laughs> it's a very thick forest. Is that a chupacabra? <laughs> now, there were other events in which a chupacabra attacked more than just a pig, goat, or chicken. The most notable is the case of the mocha vampire. Ooh. And the attacks started on that one with farm animals. But in March of that year, a woman was viciously attacked by a creature covered in feathers. <laughs> It sounds kind of funny. Yeah. I just have to. Whoa! Just covered with seagulls. <laughs> Later that month, another woman said a huge winged monster landed on her roof and started screaming before flying away. Mm. And a couple of days later, a rancher found more than 30 of his chickens had been slaughtered. And over that two-week period, around 90 animals were killed. While the legend of the chupacabra had not yet been created, rumors were abound that the attacks were actually the product of a cultus. Actually, some people say that the animal victims of the chupacabra are really victims of santeros, or those who practice santeria. We had the same problem um, in uh, Queens. It's not a problem, it's just a difference between uh, the, uh, people being ignorant. And I would say, but in uh, a lot of Haitians moved into my Queens neighborhood where I was growing up, and they would do rituals, like, all the time. So it's like, literally, there would be, like, dead chickens everywhere and all this stuff, and the cops would just arrest them on animal cruelty, because I guess you'd need a license. Yeah, but meanwhile, well, the cops are eating a pulled pork sandwich on like a chicken bun. Yeah, you know, I it's mean, like, also like, yeah, the cops are all just ruthlessly beating people in the street. Right. Well, well there's actually a huge case in I think 92 or 93 down in Miami uh, where a uh, church that uh, was uh, full of Santeros, they were doing Santeria, uh, they were barred from having their church there because the, uh, rel- the, actual, the town didn't want them there slaughtering chickens all day. Uh, and the, course, the case actually went all the way up to the Supreme Court uh, and they found that they were allowed to uh, sacrifice animals in the uh 
pursuit of their religion. Yeah, I mean, these people are all eating bratwurst, which is just like family members. Uh, you know, it's just every animal, uh, you know, and their family members ground up into one. I think there's a lot of hypocrisy with all that. Yeah, you could go and just you eat veal three times a week and you're literally just eating like we just made its body so soft. Yeah. By was- making sure its <laughs> bones can't move. It was the same thing they did with the Hmong population in Wisconsin. They would just kill chickens and cook them in their backyard. And everyone's like, you're supposed to go to KFC for chicken. You shouldn't make it in your backyard. Yeah. And yeah, here in uh, New York City, there's still that weird thing that the seeds do where they put all their sins into the chicken and then they kill it. There are, uh, they have a, a lot of yeah, weird stuff going on. Yeah, in that and they do it out in the street. Yeah, the uh, yeah, the, yeah right. the Hasidic community See, here in Brooklyn is very the, strange. It's the sh- largest in the world. They're strange. Yeah. I've given them a lot of money in rent, so hopefully <laughs> um, they have bought a lot of chickens with that money. Now, actually, in the case of the Chupacabra, there have been people arrested for Santeria and for going and killing people's chickens that weren't theirs. And the perps told police that they had chosen areas where Chupacabra attacks were known to happen, and the Santeros had purposely spread rumors of Chupacabras being out and about to cover their tracks. So they used mm. the Zodiac method. Yeah. Where you just put murders into a thing that's already happening into a phenomenon, so it could just be a part of the big umbrella phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now this may be a fairly simple explanation for what the Chupacabra actually is, but there are other fairly kind of sort of reasonable explanations out there. Let's start with the monkey theory. Yay! Puerto Rico is home to the Caribbean Primate Research Center. The CPRC is located not on the mainland itself, but on the nearby island of Cayo Santiago, a.k.a. Isla de los Monos, a.k.a. Monkey Island. Oh, my God. I want to go to Monkey Island. (laughs) Daddy, can I go to Monkey Island? Daddy, I want to go to Monkey Island. Uh, Experiments on Monkey Island have gone on since the 30s when a group of rhesus monkeys were shipped there from India. Today, almost a thousand rhesus monkeys cover the island and live out in the open. Which started accidentally because two dozen rhesus monkeys just got out. They're clever, oh, and they yeah. just got Simple out of the research like the research facility, and now they just live on the island. And now there's monkeys all over Puerto Rico because somehow the monkeys figured out you could just float on trash and oh, get to the yeah. island. And I bet you one doesn't wear any clothes like Richard Hatch from Survivor <laughs> season one. Now, while we know for a fact that monkeys were subjected to HIV experiments on Monkey Island, locals suggest that this isn't the only monkey experimentation going down on the island of enchantment. Do you mean to tell me they're giving they're giving them like a bunch of party drugs? They're all <laughs> fucking each other like it's the eighties again? Yeah, and then one person killed somebody and they called him a party monster and the whole thing went downhill. Now, take as evidence the testimony of a woman named Guanina. In 1987, Guanina was walking through the hills around Mocha, where our previous vampire attack had occurred 12 years earlier. She heard the sounds of a pig in distress and ran to the top of the hill to see no less than seven monkeys attacking the pig. Oh, I thought the pig was going to be working out a Sudoku he couldn't understand, or or the New York Times Sunday crossword. No, monkey see, monkey do. And they see a bunch of farmers beating a pig to death. They learn fast. Poor pig. Granina shouted the monkeys away, who screamed right back at her before running off into the woods, leaving the pig shaken, but relatively okay. Good. 
pig, pig came out. God. The pig was immediately out. murdered for food. Yeah, but, but it was. Yes. But, you know, at least he had a, fo- a, a few more minutes they of life. They were just trying to ride him and have fun with his tiny feet. That is true. Now, this is odd behavior for rhesus monkeys, who usually stick to just eating fruit or cereal or grains or, you know, simple stuff like that. Like tricks? <laughs> Like cereal in the I don't know what's what do you mean logical term I don't even I cannot remember it's what the book said the book said cereal I think they do eat cereal <laughs> I, I I had some Reese's puffs the other day they shouldn't be eating that they should be eating well, the Reese's things. monkeys huh so why don't they eat Reese's so puffs different. I, so I don't different. know I'm just spitballing here no what would cause these monkeys to be so aggressive well. That brings us back to Roosevelt Road's naval base. Some say that they were performing experiments in underground bunkers on monkeys to turn them into homicide killing machines for use on the battlefield kind of rage virus like the one that was in 28 Days Later. Now, these monkeys could have escaped the underground facility or have possibly been turned loose and hence Chupacabra. This is the thing, though. I just took a picture of a Reese's monkey. They're small. That, well, I mean, chupa- that, that, like the, sometimes the chupacabras were small. Sometimes they were large. Yeah, I'm not saying the chupacabra Wait. thing. I'm talking about the super soldier thing. Why would you want the super soldiers to be a bunch of tiny? That's like that stupid Reddit question. Would you rather find the, the goat sized chicken or the the bunch of the, the bunch of something horse sized chicken or chicken sized something yeah, dumb, dumb some dumb shit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he, well, I, I think that's a very tough question. I'd rather fight a thousand little horses. <laughs> I would like to see you fight stomp a thousand a bunch of death. Stomp I'd also like to just see horse. how the footage of you stomping to death a bunch of tiny horses and how they would ruin your future political campaigns. Yeah. Oh, that's been ruined a long time ago. You know what I would do? I would sit down on a rock and read a book, and hopefully it works. I'm just and saying. you just sit next to me. You just make one. You make the bigger monkeys the super soldiers. Yeah, well, of course. you got to yeah. start with the smaller monkeys, and then you move on to chimpanzees. That's a weird backwards theory. That's, that's not weird. backwards theory at all. You start with the smaller ones, mm-hmm. and then you work your way up. Okay. You sense. start with the dumber ones and work to the smarter ones. Well, well, the no, chimps what? are the smartest ones. Huh. The bonobos are the horniest. And mm. why are you equating size with intelligence? There's a lot of very intelligent tall people and a lot of very dumb small ones. I don't know. In my estimation, the smallest are always the smartest. Do <laughs> 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 <So> not. <laughs> well, if we're talking about injecting viruses into animals, that brings us to our next possibility mm. The thylacine conspiracy. Ooh. This is so cool. Is this the one where Matt Damon plays the Chinese guy? <laughs> oh, yeah, but then he loves the environment, so it doesn't matter that they ruined it during filming that movie. Now, this story comes courtesy of a mysterious contact who got a hold of Nick Redfern after seeing him talk about chupacabras on TV. The man went only as Ed and sent emails from an encrypted address. Hmm. He had a theory very similar to the monkey hypothesis, but this one was even more bizarre. Ed said that he worked at the Dugway Proving Ground, which is a top-secret army facility outside Salt Lake City that has been testing biological and chemical weapons for the U.S. government since 1942. Redfern described it as kind of like an Area 51 for biological weapons. Cool. It's the Dugway, uh, what is Dugway it? Proving Ground. And it's top secret? Yeah. But then we know it's there. Well, we know uh, Area 51. Well, now we do. 
Mm-hmm. Before we didn't, mm-hmm. but they now officially acknowledge. Well, there's, there's a reason some real top secret it, stuff out there. We don't know who, where it is because it's top secret. That's true. But the reason why we know about Dugway is because they were responsible for the infamous Skull Valley sheep kill, in which they oh. allegedly accidentally released the nerve agent VX from an F4 jet into the valley and killed six thousand sheep back in 1960. There was no way they were just testing that out in the public. <laughs> the government <laughs> would never do that. See, I know when we took off the plane, uh, we had like something in the back. What oh, the heck was? T- Tubs and tubs and tubs of virus. Yeah, well, um, either way, that's that's all gone now. Uh, This is the Nerve Agent VX. It was the same stuff that they tested on some of the Edgewood kids. Oh, horrible. Yeah, and uh, actually, this is one of the things that started to turn the public on um, the government during uh, Vietnam, where they uh, saw that, oh, shit, we're using chemicals, huh? That killed 6,000 sheep, huh? Maybe this isn't such a good idea. Maybe Seems not. like a, it would be a weird thing to control. Like if you just sprayed a bunch of chemical agent out into a bunch of people that it would like seep everywhere or hurt the environment. No, or- no. Agent Orange knows politics and it knows who it's fighting and for. And guess where they tested Agent Orange? No. Uh-oh. Super Agent Orange tested in... Puerto Rico. Okay, oh. there we go. Uh, and that, and my my uncle got sprayed with Agent Orange, and it hurt his family. <laughs> sure it did. Yeah. yeah. Now, Egg claimed that back in the eighties, Dugway was performing experiments of the psycho monkey variety using the DNA of an Australian dog called the thylacine that had been extinct since the thirties. The thylacine had the head of a wolf, a striped body like a tiger, a backwards-facing pouch like a wombat, and a heavy, stiff tail. It could walk on all fours like a dog, or it could get on its hind legs and awkwardly hop around like a kangaroo. But most importantly, the thylacine had immense, powerful jaws that could open to almost 180 degrees Perfect for chewing up commies on the open battlefield, should it come to that. And it will. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, very interesting because now, uh, I mean, we know for a fact that Russia went very deep into animal experimentation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted monkey super soldiers as well, Stalin did. And so uh, it's not it's not entirely outside of logic that they would no. try to use a dog and make it into a super soldier. I would take a dog, uh, you know, a super soldier versus robots any day. Yeah. I just think it's more adorable and we can control them. They right. will be literally just mowed to death by the treads of the many robots. Oh, yeah. The robot <laughs> war has begun. And if you don't think it has, your your head is in the sand, my friend. Yes, sir. It's dangerous. And, of course, Ed said... The place that the government decided to test out these super dogs, Puerto Rico. Hmm. As to the similarities between the thylacine and the chupacabra, the chupa was reported to go from four legs to two on more than one occasion. And concerning the spikes, Ed said it was possible that people were confusing the tiger-like stripes on the thylacine's back for spiny protrusions, as the chupacabra was often seen in low-light conditions. Now, the thylacines... As far as the army using them is concerned, proved to be too difficult to control, and the program was abandoned around 1997. And since rounding up the creatures might cause a bit of a stink, the military decided to let them run free on the island to either die or thrive. I think that's very smart. You take <laughs> yeah. a bunch of genetically modified right. vicious dogs and just let them. They'll find a way. Life finds a way. (laughs) They'll start building homes and they'll make jobs. You know, and that's the idea is that they'll add to the infrastructure of Puerto Rico. Foolproof plan. (laughs) We got little dog mailmen instead of the dog, instead of the mailmen getting worried about being bitten by dogs, the people have to start getting worried about being bit by the mailman. Oh, absolutely. Those dogs come home after working and delivering mail in the rain and 
full of bite marks from delivery from you from former UPS workers. <laughs> now, as far as who Ed the contact actually was, Redfern had a friend trace his encrypted email, which is sent from a SafeMail.net account. They found that the emails had actually come from two locations. Maryland, home of the NSA, mm. and Langley, Virginia, home of the CIA. Mm. <laughs> There's no way this isn't true. <laughs> <laughs> now, zoologically speaking, there is one other explanation for the chupacabra. It could be a big-ass bat. It's got to be a big-ass bat. <laughs> Out of yeah. all this shit, it could be just a big-ass bat? big <laughs> No, a woman named Anna recalled that in 1975, a series of dead dogs were found in her area of Puerto Rico, each dog missing all of its bones, including the skull. So it's just the skin was there. Just the skin and organs mm. of the dog. Which is the opposite. Normally you want the organs as, a, as an animal. Normally. Because you wouldn't need the bones. <laughs> Unless well, you were a fucking serial killer bat. Well, yeah, muddling it down for maybe a, a powder or something. No, in August of that year, Anna was driving along one of El Yunque's twisting mountain roads when suddenly out of the trees came a five-foot-tall bat-like creature with its wings folded behind its back. And out of its mouth stuck two huge fangs, and it walked on muscular legs. And its blazing red eyes focused on Anna for 10 to 20 seconds before the creature unfurled 15-foot-long wings and took to the skies. Hey, what's going on, girl? You hear you now? <laughs> Tell me, would you think I'm more of a Clooney or a Val Kimmer? That's a funny little Batman joke. I gotta go anyway. I got a bunch of goats I gotta suck. Oh, I thought he was a Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer now. I love current Val Kilmer. I lo Do you follow him on Twitter? No. All he does is talk about weird parties he used to have with rock stars. One time he said he tickled Lou Reed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to know what that means. <laughs> now, another woman named Rosa said she was out drinking with a few friends of hers in Old San Juan, which is a social district in the capital. And although none could explain why they felt the urge, all of those women that were drinking together suddenly had an overwhelming desire to visit El Yunque, which is about a 45-minute drive away. They were going to the clam-slapping get-together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, once they got there, driving down the same twisting roads, they also saw a creature. This one, though, was about four and a half feet tall, and it walked across the road in a shambling penguin-like scuttle, unlike the other bat, hmm. who had a very muscular stride. And the wings of this creature were also different, as they were so long, they dragged the ground. But both had the same glowing red eyes. As Rosa and her friends watched, the creature continued its bobble across the road. It stopped and stared at him and then disappeared into the forest. It could be an old one. An old chupacabra? Maybe. It could be a nerdy one. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, it could yeah, be a other... cop in a trench coat pulling them over for drinking and driving. <laughs> it could be like the Burgess Meredith Maybe. of chupacabras. <laughs> Possible. Yeah, the other one was all tall and muscular with taut wings and yeah. muscular legs. This one just kind of bumbled about uh, side by side with long, <laughs> droopy wings. <laughs> if, and he didn't even take off. He just stared at him and then continued on his way. Literally, and, uh... if they find a skinny muscular, tinier one, 
It's all three of us <laughs> in Chupacabra form. <laughs> the third giant bat sighting came in the mid-90s when the people of the Guanuca Canal reported attacks on not just animals, but humans. That creature supposedly made its home in the old abandoned sugar mill, but Ooh. it disappeared after only a short reign of terror. Now... All this suggests is that the chupacabra could be some of heretofore undocumented bat, as Puerto Rico has just as many shitty bats as friendly dogs. Bats are bats are both. They really do help the environment. They do, but, oh, but they are yeah. hard on communities. Yeah, because they are like they are flying rodents. They are literally out there. They normally keep themselves. They're surprisingly clean, but their shit gets everywhere, and it's also highly flammable. Guano. Guana. I learned that from Ace Ventura. And <laughs> bugs love it. They love it. There's a whole ecosystem based in their own dookie. They're it's, good for the they're good for the environment. Yeah, they are. That's the most terrifying part of planet Earth is the uh, gigantic mountain of oh. cockroaches on the bat shit mountain. Yeah, that yeah. is hell on earth. Yeah. That is a nightmare. Yeah. But this makes a lot of sense. No footprints. The bats fly in mm -hmm. and then they just fly right out. I, I can see this theory working out. But vampire bats are really small. Look at this. Yeah. Well, just one single cave in Puerto Rico is home to hundreds of thousands of bats, 75% of which are Jamaican long tongues, <laughs> while the rest are either sooty mustache bats or ghost faces. Sooty <laughs> mustache bats? Sooty. Yeah. Like, so sooty. like soot. Like, like little sooty. gray oh, mustaches. Yeah, little gray mustaches. Or they got the ghost face. I, um, yeah, with their ghost face. Well, yeah. ghost face are the rappers, and then the little mustache people are his accountant. <laughs> yeah. I did a report in first grade on bats. <laughs> How'd it go? <laughs> I am a charmer. That's was it good. vampire bats that you kind I of did vampire bats. I did fruit bats. I was really obsessed with this bat uh, biologist named Merlin Tuttle. Ooh. <laughs> Merlin Tuttle? Do tell. Yeah, well, Puerto Rico. Merlin Tuttle? Yes. <laughs> like, cargo shorts. I'm certain that he kept the cargo short uh, entire industry a lot. <laughs> well, you can put a lot of bats in the pockets. <laughs> no, Puerto Rico is in fact home to a gigantic system of over 200 caves comprising of 11 miles of caverns. And much of that is totally unexplored. And maybe not so coincidentally, those caves are also closed off to the public. Also, well, uh, if you look at Loch Ness. Loch Ness, the whole bottom, it's a weird, intricate series of caves. Like You look at where Bigfoot is, up in those weird in the mountain areas. It's all these kind of weird, unexplored nooks and crannies of, mm -hmm. the, of the mountains and forest areas. So if there is a weird creature hiding somewhere, it could possibly be underground in one of these caves. Could be. Yeah. And there are indeed bats that suck blood, specifically the vampire bat. But the largest bat we know of, I think it's called the Golden Crown Flying Fox. It has a wingspan of only about five feet, and its body is nowhere near the size of a full-grown man. So we're no. talking about something that would have to go to some pretty hardcore evolution. But you ever uh, see skydivers when they all skydive together and they mm -hmm. form a one? Yeah. Maybe the bats did that. <laughs> become like a swarm? A yeah, hive become, mind? It's become, like a Voltron bat? Could be. Could be. Let's but, think about that. But vampire bats give little licks. They bite the toe normally or the heel of an animal, and mm -hmm. they go like... Like to tickle it? And they only like a little bit of blood because they got tiny little mouths and tiny bellies. That is true. And, and they usually only kill things because they give them rabies. Yes, because oh. normally they want to they they want to keep the... It's interesting because their saliva has a natural coagulant. Mm -hmm. And so they want to keep the creature that they're eating alive so they can keep coming back to the same cow or goat. Ooh, that's very hellacious. Oh, it's terrible. Yes. But even though there are no vampire bats in... 
Puerto Rico, that's not to say there aren't any possible vampires. In the mid-60s, a MUFON member who worked at Arecibo Observatory said he spoke to a guard who said he saw a man dressed in a long black cloak skulking around the observatory grounds. Now, the MUFONer didn't give it much thought until two days later when a cow was found nearby dead and drained of all its blood. Interesting. I just feel like the MUFON guy... First was sad because he had to finally put away his cloak and his hat because <laughs> yes. he was having a fun time playing outside vampire. Right. And then the whole cow thing like ruined his buzz. He was like, ah, fuck. Yeah. Well, a, a cow, a heck of a lot harder to kill than a chicken. Much harder to kill yeah. and much harder to drain of blood. Yeah, sure. you really got to choke it for a long time. Oh, yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says right here, what would you do of another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously, I'd get some nunchuck training in. Uh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine. That's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. What works for you? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? You know, and like, you know, when I answer, it's of course I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. And it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So, and we might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash last pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. And if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Now, I love Babbel, and I love what they're doing for the people of America. But I went on there to find out if I could learn Fremen in order for me to go and harness the desert power that it would take to finally get the raids of the sand planet Arrakis. Uh, but they said they only offer real languages and uh, stuff that can really help people travel. I think that's mostly what Babbel's looking to do. They didn't really, like, I called customer service and I asked me, like, well, how can I possibly harness the power of a million Fremen? And they said, please, sir, stop calling. And I said, but I, I'm doing an ad for you currently while we're on the phone. And Babbel, you know what? God love them. They helped me learn German. And in the end, they, they were right. Because German's a lot more useful. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash left. 
spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. As fantastical as all this sounds, none of it compares to our final theory, which strangely, I think might be the one, Henry, that you are most likely to get behind. Hmm. That theory states that the chupacabra is in fact... A Bigfoot. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. Get it. Get with the program. Chupa- you fucking Big- idiot. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to say Bigfoot. They give footprints, mm-hmm. and there's no footprints involved here in any of these stories. Well, I mean... Uh, You're being big- racist. Yeah. That's not racist. <laughs> You're racist. If anything, it would be foot-sizest. Yes. Bigfoot is Chupacabra. Chupacabra is Bigfoot. This is not a Finkel Einhorn. <laughs> this is not another Ace Ventura reference. Okay. Racist. No, that was... A- <laughs> now, there have been no less than 20 reported Bigfoot sightings in Puerto Rico from the mid-70s to recent day, with the indigenous people of Puerto Rico even having a Bigfoot legend all of their own. The two Chupa-related sightings, though, occur in 1977 and 1983, respectively. In both of these stories, witnesses said they encountered an extremely tall, hair-covered, man-like creature dropped to all fours when he noticed people were looking at him, and he began to change. Ooh. Like change clothes? or <laughs> Like how you change as a person. Oh, yeah, all the time, every day. <laughs> The creature shrunk to a chupacabra size. Its limbs took on the shape of a dog's, and from out of its back sprouted the telltale spikes. And the creature both times snarled at the witnesses and bounded off into the jungle. It's hmm. awesome. Yeah. It's a meat-based transformer. <laughs> yeah, it sounds, it's very werewolf-esque, I suppose. It's very werewolf-esque, absolutely. And uh, a lot of people, if you come to our live show, we'll talk a little bit more about the Chupacabra werewolf shapeshifter coyote legend connection. We may even talk about it a little too much. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like we, isn't that, well, I, I don't know. Okay, I just feel like we're lumping them all in together here. Well, well maybe they all have always been all the same thing. Maybe the idea that, uh, that, that our reality, number one, is thin so maybe those kinds of things are they're purposefully our brain are meant to see them and understand them to to know and to learn the fact that mm. reality is thin hey marcus i have a funny joke what's that you know what's not uh you know whose reality isn't thin or henry's what are you guys saying <laughs> why are you guys laughing why are you guys laughing did you make a joke humorous joke about his weight no 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 we Good. were just talking inside baseball i remain forever secure <laughs> No, one witness who saw the Bigfoot shapeshift said that soon after the encounter, she had an experience that sounded like it could be compared to a bad trip. She said for about 15 minutes, the world became distorted and the area she was in and was very familiar with suddenly looked different, but still somewhat the same like a dream. Cool. She was extremely familiar with the area, but she said she suddenly felt lost. Nothing really hmm. made sense. Redfern points out in Chupacabra Road Trip that this is extremely similar to what is reported to happen in England with the famed Will-O-Wisp, in which people are led by a pisky to their doom. See? They said the that- English are hilarious. <laughs> they really are. It's cute. Yeah. And yeah. But the thing is that in the end, it's like people are led by pisky to their doom. It could just definitely be whiskey that tastes like piss. <laughs> that could be. And most of the time, it does lead you to your doom. Sort of an Evan Williams or something. This also jives with the stories of pixies and brownies who were known to shapeshift from time to time. And it also works into uh, the possibility that cryptids 
their reality is very thin. Our reality is very thin. It all kind of blends in together in some odd, strange way. But whatever the chupacabra is, we'll likely never know for sure. Oh, my wow. goodness. It's more like what it isn't. That you is, know what I mean? I know what you mean. It, it, what yeah. isn't it? It, well, it's not a lover of chickens. That's for sure. Well, it, it is does a lover of chickens. Yeah, it but, loves chickens. Yeah. Sometimes you yes. love something so much you kill it and suck all of its blood. I guess so. And for our vegan vegetarian listeners, I want to apologize for the whole episode. We love chickens. As a matter of fact, when I was in uh, middle school, I got a rooster down. I've told the story of the rooster many yes. times. Yes. So I have a connection to the rooster and the chicken. Um, I uh, feel that certain animals were bred for eating, um, and they're made dumber uh, for that purpose they don't know that they have yeah. a fate they don't know where they are on um, they're essentially like little machines made out of delicious meat mm-hmm. and i know that it's difficult for everyone to see that but well that's why i'm i'm in the rare camp of pro genetically modified kfc chickens because they bred the brain right out of them yeah, yeah just making lumps of meat there it is i like that but you know when you cut grass that smell that's the grass crying I've talked about not, that too. What is not true? Is, I read this is that the in second a, time in two days you brought this up. It was a meme. <laughs> it was a meme. Was I, it a, a suppose it was it a humorous meme? No. They say it's that it's the sound it's, of their su- it's the, the smell suffering. of their suffering yes. that they can they're aware, which is also like, well, think about this. If grass is aware, mm-hmm. that's like a prison. They should be longing for suicide. Yeah. Well, they just get yeah, but then maybe there's a little grass chupacabra. I'm gonna go around and look at every blade, see if there's a little two holes in it. <laughs> I don't know which one of us is going to turn into a shirtless person on the side of the highway first. All three. <laughs> wow. Oh. Just in different cities. I'm going to go to Monterey, California. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pick somewhere dumb, like uh, Iowa. Yeah. That's a good dumb place. Yeah, Des Moines. Yeah. Be a Des Moines guy. Well, just you're outside all the time shirtless, so it'd be cold. But I'm anyway. going to Paris, France. Ooh. <laughs> oh, we can go anywhere in the world? I didn't yes. know that. I'm going to go to San Juan, Puerto Rico, uh, land of enchantment. Back to your back to your roots. <laughs> Argentina for me. Honestly, this has made the chupacabra a lot more uh, fun and interesting for me. Like, I like the Puerto Rican chupacabra. When yeah. you're going down that world of, of I, I, you know, of course, I love the idea of the combination theory that they are like weird psychedelic mm-hmm. creatures. Well, Puerto Rico is, a, I mean, it's a really cool place and it does have a very strange feel to it because uh, I'd spent a ton of time in a, El Yunque uh, forest where a lot of these uh, sightings happen. Well, I, and, uh, we climbed to the top of the mountain. It was a beautiful, one of the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Uh, but you do get a sense of like, oh. shit, there could be something out here. Yeah. There could be some things in this forest that nobody has ever reached, that nobody has ever seen before. Uh, and it's an eerie feeling, but it's really beautiful, especially once you get on top and you are literally in the clouds. It was like mm-hmm. being in another world. And I could absolutely see something weird happening out there. And yeah. to this day, the people of that town talk about the chupacabra on top of the mountain. And they <laughs> say, he was there. And would you believe he had a girlfriend? <laughs> a human girlfriend. I don't have a girlfriend. Um, Alright, thanks so much for listening to the Puerto Rican chupacabra episode. Such fun stuff. Uh, Marcus, what do we want to tell everybody? Uh, be sure to go to cavecomedyradio.com slash live for tickets to our upcoming live shows. Uh, we can't wait to come to St. Paul, St. Louis, Ithaca, Salt Lake, City and San Francisco uh, and in Salt Lake City we're gonna be uh, actually at the Fan X Comic Con yeah. Oh, cool. uh, yeah we're gonna be there for two days we're gonna I wanna be doing- grab at Stan Lee we're supposed to be in a room with <laughs> Stan Lee he is gonna, very old yeah I'm gonna grab at him and be like yeah I'm the thing I'm the thing clobbering time <laughs> I'm gonna go find Jonathan Reese Davies and talk to him about sliders
I'm ask him how his face is. <laughs> I want to I ask him if Jerry O'Connell is nice and if his brother is nicer. Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> um, all right. Yes. So that'll be super exciting. Thank you so much for donating to the Patreon page. Absolutely. Uh, that's if, been awesome and, and life changing for us. We really appreciate it. If you donate to uh, our Patreon page, even just a dollar, you get advanced ticket sales, which means you will get advanced ticket sales to our upcoming Texas tour that is coming in April. We are just a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit away from being able to announce the dates and the cities on that. Of course, I mean, the cities we can announce, that's Houston, Dallas, and Austin, but we can't announce the dates just yet. Know that it is going to be in April, and if you are a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash lastpodcast on the left, you get advanced ticket sales because all of these shows will absolutely sell out, uh, and we thank everybody that is given to our Patreon so far. You guys are really yeah. li- changing our lives here. Absolutely, and thank you so much for supporting all the shows here on CCR. Uh, Marcus, you're doing a great job. Uh, Able against Top Hat for everything political that you need. It's fun, lighthearted, and uh, and it helps make sense of this mayhem roundtable of gentlemen, which makes sense of nothing. Yeah, uh, yes. which is a perfect. It actually escape. hurts the conversation, but it's great. <laughs> yes, it's just fun. Uh, page seven for everything you want to hear about entertainment needs, mm-hmm. sex, and other human activities. If you want to hear Marcus talk about his wonker and uh, yeah. and, and mental health and yeah, mental, mental health. It's I'm more. So, me- I haven't I talked about, my, about wonk, my wonker in a while. He does. He throws it I in there. My, I, there's a couple of wonker mentions here and there. Uh, um, also in Salt Lake City, uh, I'm really excited because we'll be doing a panel, so you can come and talk at our faces. Mm-hmm. Also, um, in Austin, I can't wait to go to Salt Lake Barbecue. Mm-hmm. I just keep thinking about it. It's, it's so great. good. Oh, man. Oh, man. You're oh, way man. off time. <laughs> <laughs> um, then also, um, so follow us on Twitter. I'm at Henry Loves You, at Marcus Parks, at Ben Kissel. Yep. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Dr. Fantasty. Ben at, Kissel one And at Marcus Parks. And follow Last Podcast and Left on all of the bullshits at LP on the left. Yeah, and follow me on uh, Spotify. I try to uh, release a new playlist every week. Also, watch last stream on the left. We'll yep. be doing it again at 9 p.m. this Friday. Friday, Friday. Hail yourselves, everybody. Hail Satan. Hail Gene. Go get some shirts at KFCommunityRadioMerch.com. Hail me. Buy the shirts. Please. If yes. you really want to do something fucking Honestly. nice with your fucking life, well, buy the shirts. <laughs> buy the shirts. No, that, that is a big help. Magoostalations. Magoostalations. <laughs> All right, time for the last podcast of the left shoutouts. Thank you guys so much for donating to the Patreon. Thank uh, you for your money. Thank you for your and, and for your love. Thank you for your money. Mm, I don't say it like that. Amelia Hartsburg, thank you very much. Sarah Thompson, Cody Lemmer, Little Chive. Let's give a fun little rapper. He raps about onions. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, Heather Holly, Sean Archer, Amanda Shank. Kristen Sperling, Scott Knipper, Josh Nichols, Samantha Bridge, the Bombay Gin. Wow, Bombay Gin. I'm going to drink it from now on. Bronwyn, Bronwyn P., Elizabeth Stites, Casey Roy, Matthew Conrad, Matthew Ginnett, Courtney Fillmore, Caitlin Rodden, Kaylee Rodden, and Dave Salvatore. Oh. All right. Should I do one more? Do one more. All right. Let's keep it going. Fiona Grace Barnes, Charlie, Charlie, nobody. Oh, that's not true. I think he says Charlie, nobody, but you're somebody. Craig Pomprey, Craig Waddy, John DeLee, John Ramsell, Summer Sweet, Ty Vu, Riley Thompson, Riley Thomason, Haley Maddock, Max Peters, Kaylin Medirios, 
Lindsey Green, Dave Parker, Patrick Hannon, Michael, Micah Loving, Megan Gunter, Viking Slayer, Alex DeWeese, Sagan Medivic, and Jesse Savage Enberg. Now this goes out to Sarah Starley Worthington. What's going on, girl? Debbie Campos, Megan Hyatt, Jake Roper. That's Roper. Thank God. Frank Roy, Alana Spano, like Jesse Spano. Oh, oh, I remember she was taking speed once. So excited. Chris Darling, Jennifer Kumpf, Eric Johnson, Anthony Farnsworth, Mad City Butcher. It sounds dangerous. You shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Anna Sunborger, Miles DeClerc, Felicity Ellis, Lisa Gallagher, Susan Llewellyn. Hey, girl. Lisa Neff, Jason Christensen, Jill Holslander. Alicia Jane McDowell, Hannah Wilson, Kel Sanders, Brian Beckler, Christopher Perillo. Now listen, you fucking. This is a plug, but it's hilarious. They did it in three, four different chunks. The Yellow Dandies are, without a doubt, the next big act in comedic bluegrass. Hey, I love comedic bluegrass. <laughs> I've never heard of comedic bluegrass. I actually did not know it was a thing, but you invented it. Congratulations, you're the next big thing in it. Absolutely. You just keep. Given that cash. Josh Brennan, Christina Claggett, James Crowell, Jack Beloff, Phoebe Tai Phoebe Taylor, Joshua Weber, Colin Citron, Stephanie Turner Puleo, Hunter Geisler, Carrie McGovern, Jenny Waka, Aaron Townsend, Megan Peterson, Lydia Green. Thank you. I got off the cuffs, Ooh. which is a, a kink thing. Ooh. 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 Matt Ooh. Everman, Christopher Matthew, uh, Robert Hilario, Bunny, Rafael Estrada, Tyson Freeman, Mike, Jennifer Lynn, Nicole Chastain, Grant Lone, Sam Reed, Austin Wells, Samuel F. Haney, Rich O'Keefe, Joey Young, Hunter Melton, Kali Manriki, Lindsay, Mandy Lovick, Kelsey Huisman, Ivan Suru, Melissa, Steven Steinbacher, Jason Ellis, Lachlan Mar, Olivia Hosselton, Amanda Maloney, Joshua Kraft, Emily S. Baldwin, Lindsay, Karina Lovas, Brenton McCauley, Liz Chavez, David Vaughn, Traeger Rooter. Traeger the Rooter. Traeger Rooter. <laughs> Taylor Makara, Jody Timmons, Joey Bucks. Mm-hmm. And Joey Bucks again. Double oh. Joey Bucks. Joey Bucks. Look at that. Two Likes times. to fucks. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Ashley O'Brien and Alyssa Hartman. I got Travis Steenstra, Kellen Tarrant, Kim Schmidt, Peter Morrissey. I hope you're happy. Allison <laughs> Grigoletto. <laughs> Jacob Hedenberg, Wayne Pearl, Cole Giesman, Hannah Warren, Sean Keefe, Dexter Tunzi Prassert. What? Tunzi Prassert. Tunzi Prassert. Tunzi Prassert it is. Dexter. Laura Byers. Laura Bowers. Desiree. Joshua Harrod. Jason. Michael Bedford. Rachel Monger. Ryan Jett. Emily J- Emily Russell. Good morning, Antioch. Antioch, Wisconsin, perhaps. Interesting. Cyrus Hahn. 
Thank you so much for donating. Also, we've got Rebecca. We've got Kath Rue. We've got Michael Dorling, Kristen King, Lily Cutter. Lily Cutter. Look at that. Uh, it's like when you're in line at, at Six Flags. You yeah. say, Lily Cutter. Get her, get her, cut her, get her out of here. You get cut in line, not you're thinking stab. Lily Cutter, cut her, the, cut her. I understand what the you're The baby, going. the child. All right, well, okay. Clayton Nygaard, uh, Elise Evans, uh, Steve Kopeski, <laughs> David Zucca, Taryn Studer, Alice, Christina Fosdick, Lavina Sheets, Elaine uh, Fosdick is kind of a... It is fun. It's cute. Yeah, it's kind of cute. <laughs> um, Lavina Sheets, Lane Hissett Bonnard, uh, Mallory Frogale, Alex- uh, Alexa Shea, Sarah, Kaylin Malazzo, oh, Taylor Moon Duggan. Yeah, How are we you, know, Taylor? We know her. Yeah, she's very wonderful. And Natalie. Jay Satkui, Andrew Mattingly. How did you fold the dishes earlier this morning? Mattingly. What? What are you talking about? Mattingly? Uh, All we know is that I know the baseball Mattingly. I don't know. Don Mattingly? You could just just add verb anything. Fold the dishes? Fold the dishes. You know. You don't fold a dish. You know. Maybe it's it's a plastic (laughs) dish. Melissa Blizzard. (laughs) Kit Zildstra. Hashi Singh. Michelle Chen. Darren Owens. Stacy. Coming to the stage. (laughs) Why'd you make her a stripper? I'm sorry. Maybe, I made you, no, you know what? A, a Broadway performer. Broadway performer. Yeah. Anna Francombe. Lucas N. Tucker McMulcahy. Mulcahy? Mulcahy. Alex Larson. Jeremy Flint. Dylan Doherty. Jeremy Andrews. Brennan Store. Harry. Nath Savage. Rachel Go. Have fun with your day. Oh. Alaska Harrison. How's Mrs. Harrison? Don't worry, Alaska. Zoe Johnson, Sherry Jones, Mary Packard, Heather Sohara, Lizeth Ruiz, James Alexander, Cliff, Tiffany, Shala Gill, Dylan Dadir, Caitlin Kulasis, JC Crane, Olivia La Rosa, Jill M. Peters, Andrew Buker, mm. Kent Childress. Oof. Andrew Brazier. <laughs> like a bra, yes. Uh, <laughs> why are you mocking this man? <laughs> Holding them titties. Kent Childress. Andrew Brazier. <laughs> uh, Angel Filipeo. Stefan Schlosh. Camille Robinson. Imperio Castro. Lindsay Mercer. Okay. Alyssa Sable. The Guitar Caster Podcast. Woo! Whoa. Kyle Egan Slater, Caitlin Rochelle, Robert Perry, Stephen Braun, Corey Bayer, Joe Ravenson, Heather Melling, Mike McGing, Daniel Cole, Taylor Perez, Mike Thompson, Stacy Grio, William Young, John Michael Perkins, Dan Tooley, Miranda Hester, Rachel Erting, Melissa Morris, Tawny Barraza. Ooh. Haley Dixon. Brianna LeCaboni. William Mayhall. Matthew Sinisi. Joel. Brittany Bennett. Kate Russell. Chrissy Deller. Lucas Wingard. Pretty sure we've done these before. But still. Still. (laughs) Double shout outs. Ian Campbell. DK. 
Bridget Cheshire, Rich Messina, Heather Thompson, Alana Watson, and Louis Goldet. Oh. All right, let's keep it going. Pamela participants, par- Pratty Passon, Hannah McAndrew, Andrew Collins, Jennifer Rosberg, Lauren Macaroni, Claire Aquiliano. Okay, butchered that one. I apologize. Claire Acliano. There it. we go. Acliano. 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 Robert Pearson, Keith Gamblin, Randall S. Towsley, Erica, Julia Rogers. Oh, this one just says daddy. Nice to see you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I don't actually support what you do. Okay, well, yeah, by their pledge, I agree with that. Sarah Boudra, Kelly Maureen, Daniel Kuttner, Blake uh, Allen Davidson. Oh, he sounds like he should be a comedian. Bethany England, Lulu. Thomas Stacy, Joey Paulhein, Alan Derengowski, Derengowski, yeah, Alan Derengowski, Anika, Elizabeth Sokol, Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots. How much money did he get? It doesn't say, but it says we get Tom Brady. Just give us the money. Give us more money. Melissa, Marcos, Nadine Lujan, Erica. Eric Lamora, Travis Fry, Antonio Solaris, Chloe, Damian Dim- Dimock, Dustin Bean, Nicholas Encinius, okay, Brian Nicacastro, Nicastro, Jamie Chambers, Stephen Caruba, Alan Marshall, Raj Nair, Tim Hulskamp, Adalo Adabayo. Adalo Adabayo. Perfect. Adalo Adalo Adabayo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then I'm just going to wrap it up here for me. Well, nope. Oh, nope. This is good. That's all of them for me. Chris Jones, Michael White, Roy Onafjord, Taryn Studer, Michael Misfelt, <laughs> Riot Hussein, like Barack Hussein Obama, <laughs> Stephanie May, James Bonert, Stephen Bradley, Brad Simcolet, Nathaniel Osterman, Corey Roberts, Kyra Lee, Gregory Rousseau. Hillary Barton, Lindsay Mansfield, like Jane Mansfield, Very beautiful nice. woman. Mm. I saw her grave. It was a beautiful place. It really? is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. Can't believe they got the boobies in there. <laughs> well, Guess I you mean, can flatten them down. She Tom died with she died with a car full of chihuahuas. She did. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's amazing. Take the wheel, God. <laughs> Deidre Lilienthal, Steph, Quentin, Christopher Bryan, and Alex Creary. Thank you so much for your donations. I got Grady Horn, Steve K, Lindsey Duke, Gabby Gorgas, Nick Lazelle, Kate McGranagan, Sarah Quinn, Ryan Huff, Yasmin Gonzalez, Jubiphobic, Jubiphonic. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> Mickey Sarge, Wendy Lamont, Gretchen Mann, Caitlin Smith. Hey, Caitlin, she came to our Chicago show. Yeah, hey. Charles Powell, Victor Giannini. Catherine Howard, Leah Bushman, Lacey Panthaki, Eric Pierce, Jessica Roy, Brad Simcolette, Corey Robinson, Ian Campbell, Bridget Cheshire, Heather Thompson, Alana Watson. Definitely doing some doubles here. You did some doubles just, there. Just, yeah, Louis Goldell. Louis Goldell. You know what? We're just reading what's given to us. Uh, and if matter. you got double shout-outs, hey, man. Yeah. Congratulations. Double Magustas. Yeah. Double Magustas. You will definitely be fertile. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for donating. We really appreciate it. Hail Satan. Hey. Um, y'all, y'all, keep him with y'all. Be real, y'all. Be, be good, be real. You be you. Hail yourselves. 
Hail me. And hail game. Look at the letters. Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Optional features the owner's manual for important operating instructions. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost.